Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome again, everybody, to my independence report. I am so excited and and thrilled. It's Valentine's Day, in case you were wondering, and I'm hoping that everybody is having a going to have a really nice Valentine's Day with your family and friends and all the people that are around you and and stuff like that. But uh, we're I'm very lucky today because Melanie Litton is here again, and she is so she is such a remarkable soul. That uh, um, I just am, am in awe of your gifts and who you are. And welcome, Melanie, to the show. How are you? Thank you, Kevin. I am feeling fabulous and I am happy to be here. And it's especially auspicious with it being Valentine's Day, a day of love. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, thank you for taking the time. I know that you, I know that your schedule is very busy and, and stuff. But I wanted to talk to you uh, about, and this has just kind of come up. And so I thought that it would be a, a really interesting topic for us to talk about. That affects every, as far as I know, just about everybody on the planet at one time or another. And that is the topic of humility. Hmm. And uh, I know very little about humility because I don't have any of that. <laughs> <laughs> lies, lies. <laughs> <laughs> and in your mind, what is humility? Hmm. You know, it's been really interesting to be pondering on this quality because I find that it's been coming up again and again and again over the last couple of years. And I'll learn about it. I'll understand it. I'll teach it. And then a few weeks later, I'll realize that I am far, far away <laughs> from where I want to be with the quality. Uh, but really, a couple of years ago, I was introduced to a mantra from the Buddhist tradition. And this mantra is Om Mani Padme Hum. And it's really compatible with perhaps a, a Christian tradition from the Bible of trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. So the Om Mani Padme Hum is a reflection on trust and surrender. And what I find in myself is that I get particularly attached to what my ego wants. And I'm like, no, it's supposed to be this. And there's supposed to be that. And if this isn't happening, then it's wrong. And I start to get really attached to my idea of what things should be according to my ego, my consciousness, my internal desires. And I get really frustrated when it's not showing up in the way that I think it should be. And what I'm learning is that that should word creates a lot of suffering and distances me from love and from peace and is the opposite of humility. Humility, what I am learning and coming to accept and landing in myself is a surrendering into the flow a trusting of what is, a faith in the unfolding. 
rather than saying it should be this or it should be that, it's saying, oh, this is what is. All right. I'm going to move with it. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to allow it to teach me and grow me and mold me and shape me and knock me into some walls as I'm banging off some of my stuff and then seeing where I end up rather than being so attached to what I think things should be, accepting what is. So the humility part that I am also continuing to work on is a surrendering of the ego and a relaxing into what is. You know, you just said one of my favorite words in the English language, and that's trust. Hmm. And just learning, and I still have, I, I being human, I admit to that, I still <laughs> have got my issues, but uh, with, with learning to accept and learning to trust and mm -hmm. trust what is. And that what is, is for, is by higher design. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we look at the short-term view and we don't look at the long-term view. And so what's happening in the immediate thing makes us feel like everything is going to hell in a handbasket. And when it's just not, it's setting mm -hmm. us up for our ne next grand adventure, I think. Mm -hmm. What we forget is that we have this very tiny perspective from our conscious human mind, right? It's like looking through this teeny tiny little peephole and this is what I see and I am right. And this is how it must be where the universe, call it whatever you may, has the grander picture, the grander perspective and operating with our soul self is we're, we're moving to create that bigger picture, but our human self, our ego self is stuck with this tiny little peephole. And it is, I believe, one of our greatest opportunities and challenges in this mortal experience, in this human experience, is to practice that trust word, is to practice trusting, having faith that some part of myself and that God energy or that universal energy has a grander picture than I do. And that if I surrender and move with it, I suffer less and I have more joy. You know, a lot of people might say, well, by the way, we've got a comment here, so let's look mm -hmm. at this. Uh, it's always great to tune into the amazing, ooh, <laughs> amazing Kevin McDonald and Think Energy. Your guest topics in conversation are very interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dr. Marnie has been on the show, and uh, she's so, you know, thank you, doctor. It's a pleasure to have you here, and thank you for for that. And uh, it's always it's always difficult, especially when, you've got other humans involved in this grand experiment mm -hmm. to allow them to be them and not have preconceived notions or thoughts and still be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that harder than I think it is, but that seems to be like the nature of the game. Mm. So what is really easy, Kevin, is to have faith when everything's going how I want it to go. And when everyone is doing what I want them to do, and then yep. I am good, and my faith is strong. <laughs> and it gets a little bit more difficult when we are faced with people making choices that are different than the choices we want them to make, when life is handing us ingredients that we were not planning on using in the cake we are baking, and to allow for the opportunity of seeing what comes from it. This is where 
I've really been leaning in and trying and allowing myself to start growing. And I think that I have it figured out. And then I find myself, you know, doing that dance of, oh, here I am when I'm in the bliss and the flow. And then now I'm in the struggle because I really wanted this thing to work out um, or this human to do this or this human to this. And they're not doing it. Dang it. <laughs> and I get <laughs> in this place of I am right. And that belief I am right is what really separates us from love and what separates us from faith. And that is something I am working on rather than that pride ego place of I am right and you are wrong or I am right and that is wrong. Relaxing into, oh, this is what is. Okay, what can I learn from it? How can I grow through this? And that is really where my, my newest release, Namaste, was stemmed from that belief, I'm right, they're wrong, I know what's right for them. And a recognition of how much pride and ego is tied up in that, where we believe that we know better for someone than they know, or that we believe that we have the right answers um, than they do. And it's particularly hard when it affects us, as you were saying, when it's not just affecting their life, but affecting ours as well. That's when our ego gets really tight and wound up around, no, 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 I, I know I'm right, because I can feel how much better this would be. What is wrong with you? <laughs> like, if you just change your perspective, it could be so much better. And we start to suffer more through that belief that we are right and they are wrong, rather than the trusting in the unfolding. Don't we have to allow for other people and other things, other circumstances to unfold the way that they will and... Um, I, I go back to when I was a bus driver and there would be a homeless person there and um, we would be talking about he's homeless. He doesn't have a thing. He doesn't care. He's on drugs. He's da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. It's really not my place to judge what his life experience was destined to be, is it? Mm -hmm. It's really not. <laughs> and since you have limited control over him or his life experience or zero control, the only thing that's affected in your thoughts there is you. So you create more suffering for yourself by seeing him and saying, oh, it should be this and he should be this and he should have done this and it should, you know, he should be like this. And we start to create that separation between us and we start to create that pride. It's like, oh, well, I know better. And if I could have designed his life, he would just be so much happier and healthier and wealthier and wiser and his soul would be better off. Um, when you're right that we have no idea why his soul chose this time to enter the planet in the particular situation and the particular family and the particular location that it did. We don't know what things he has asked to learn and we don't know what roles he's playing for other people, right? We, we play different roles in this lifetime and how we show up in the world affects other people and it may be exactly what we've agreed to do. Maybe a parent needed to experience a rebellious child because their soul wanted to grow in a particular way of extending unconditional love or understanding forgiveness. Or, and there's so many reasons that we go through the experiences that we do and we don't know what agreements our souls have in place. It's pretty frightening when you think about it that uh, everybody's here of their own volition 
and can do whatever they choose to do. And mm -hmm. oftentimes they're following their life path, whatever that is. And it could be something we totally disagree with, but it's theirs and it's something they own. It has nothing to do with us, mm -hmm. but we tend to, that there's that other word judgment. We put, we put a lot of judgment on people that really has no place in who we are because all that does, you're right. All that does is affect us. Mm -hmm. They don't care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is that it brings fear if we're hanging out in our ego place, if we're hanging out in our human self that is attached to our belief that things should be this way in order to be right. Things have to be this way before I can be at peace. He has to change before I can accept or love him or whatever that is. Um, when we feel fear rising, that is an opportunity for us to check in and notice how to bring ourselves back to a place of love, a place of surrender, a place of peace, where I see something that may look awful to my conscious mind and I can't fathom why someone would be making the choices that they're making or behaving in the ways that they are from that conscious place. And then if I come back in and say, okay, and I'm gonna trust that the light in them is giving them exactly what they need. The light in me is going to guide me in the way that I need. And eventually, we're going to see how it all plays together. I had a picture in my last office. I don't think I have it in here. Um, I had a picture in my last office that I really loved. And it was very colorful. And it was like the tree of life, you know, it had like rainbow colors coming off of the tree and the roots going down in. But then there was these really dark areas of the picture as well and the contrast so bright and light and happy and then really dark blacks and browns um, which to me always represented you know what is life without all aspects of the spectrum we have to have the really light happy moments and then the really painful heavier moments and experiences and all of it together creates our life story and without the contrast there's also no joy right there's there's no um depth to the picture unless we're experiencing all the layers of the rainbow that is that's so well said because mm. it, it that's that's really is absolutely true because we have to have contrast we have to have experiences, both positive and negative. If everything was just happy, 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 happy all the time, we wouldn't appreciate the happy, happy, happy all the time because we wouldn't know any different. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why we're here. I was interviewing a gentleman on uh, KKNW this morning who, when he was five, lost his grandmother and his dad in a traffic mm -hmm. accident. Mm -hmm. When he was 13, he lost her 14. He lost his mother in another traffic accident. Mm -hmm. um, his sister committed suicide because of all of the problems there. And he has spent the last 25 years as a coach mm -hmm. and a mentor and mm -hmm. a teacher. And he's, and as horrific as all of that was, he couldn't have, he couldn't be where he is today. Had that not happened. It's sad, but it's true. Mm -hmm. <sighs> which is a beautiful reflection on even what you said, positive experiences and negative experiences, which is something that I, terms that I've used a lot. Um, but in coming in the recent years, I have 
done my best to start shifting away from calling anything a negative experience or a negative emotion. Rather, there may be lighter um, or more pleasant <laughs> experiences. There may be heavier and more difficult experiences. But because of the potential for growth, why would I want to label it negative, right? It may be really hard. There may be a lot of grief involved. There may be a lot of confusion and fear and pain involved. But if it then leads me to becoming who I am, if it leads me to uncover some divine quality that I otherwise would not have uncovered, or it leads me to be able to help and bless someone else in a way that I couldn't have otherwise, how could I label it negative? Right. So I'm working towards remembering and reprogramming my own brain to stop seeing emotions as positive and negative. They're simply experiences that I'm having and stop seeing situations in my life as positive or negative. Like they're all what they are <laughs> and they're all growing me in the ways that I'm asking for, at least on some soul level and supporting me in becoming who I am. I work with many people like the gentleman you just spoke of who have been through really hard things, really hard things. And despite those hard things, or perhaps because of those hard things, they become these beautiful, powerful, love-filled people who are creating space and opportunity for other people to be held in greater empathy, to be able to be heard and understood more readily than they otherwise would have been. Some of the things that I've been through in my life that I would have labeled before as huge mistakes or embarrassing things or things that would have given me some shame about myself. Now, having been through them and then holding space for my clients, I can understand them so much better than I otherwise would have. I can relate in ways that I otherwise never would have. If I had had just this, you know, level, peaceful, no problem kind of life, how could I possibly hold space for someone who was molested for 12 years? How could I possibly hold space for someone who has been through extensive grief, loss, pain, um, and suffering, right? Like there's windows to our soul that come um, clear when we go through things that maybe we consciously wouldn't choose, but are what play into who we are. That brings up an interesting question because you are a wonderful transitional life coach. Mm. Uh, you work with people, you hold space for people all the time. Um, how do you, and, and, the, and then there are people that aren't working with you or aren't in, aren't in therapy of some kind. Mm -hmm that they will, they will allow that story, as horrific as it may have been, to dictate what happens for the rest of their lives. Mm. How do you work with somebody to get them over that so that they can return and live their best life? Mm. <sighs> well, it takes two things to help someone shift and start moving in a, a different type of direction or to take their experience and turn it into something that helps them rather than holds them back. And it takes courage and willingness. If someone shows up in my office or they join one of my courses um, and they come with courage to actually look at what's going on within themselves and willingness to listen, hear, validate, and ask for a different way, 
then healing comes. But it takes courage and willingness to look at our stuff. It takes courage and willingness to dive into the pain um, of what we've been to in the past and to look at where some of our programming came from. It takes willingness to forgive what was so that we can be released to create what is now. Because we do have a tendency to get stuck in these loops or in these patterns. Say when I was, my example, you know, I'm in first grade and um, first time I ever got in trouble at school, right? We're in this little circle in the classroom and we're all, you know, we're doing show and tell or something and somebody gives me their rock. Well, it's not my rock. So I throw it back to them and then I get in trouble. I get in trouble because this other kid, you know, gave me their rock. And so it planted the seed of life is unfair and people judge me unfairly. And so I have this little belief, you know, from this first grade experience and, you know, throughout my life, well, life is unfair and people judge me unfairly. And if I'm operating with that belief, then that's what I'm putting out. Like that's the energy that I'm sending out that people will then respond to me and give back to me and they'll start judging me unfairly right? Because I believe life is unfair and people are judging me unfairly. And I had to take a look at what I was believing in order to start shifting my experience that I'm having. People don't realize how much we are shaping our own experience. If we are being treated a certain way, if people are responding to us a certain way, we want to take a look at what's going on within ourselves. What beliefs do I have? And it's much more empowering that way too, rather than thinking, oh, people behave this way and the world treats me this way and there's nothing I can do about it. It's, hmm, people are treating this, me this way and the world is responding to me this, day, this way. What's going on inside of me that's telling them how to treat me? What's going on inside of me that's attracting that particular experience? And I could you know, go all day long about different little moments in my own life that showed up and manifested in those ways um, and in the lives of clients. But it's, it's really interesting. Well, and you're, you're, you're right. It takes a great deal of courage mm -hmm. to sit down and look at things in your life that, that were less than desirable. And some of them can be downright horrific mm -hmm. and, uh, and to be able to, and, and by the way, when you say forgive, you don't, you don't mean you're going to invite this person over for dinner. You're just going to <laughs> let it go because it's hurting you as much as it. Uh, let me give you an example. I, I went to something called uh, uh, circling. Uh, have you heard of circling? Um, possibly, but not. It's, it's, it's the uh, circling Institute. And I went there and what they do is like three or four people will listen to your story and then mm -hmm. they'll, then they'll repeat back to you what you, they heard you say, mm -hmm. whether or not that was the case or not or whatever. And when I got divorced in 2007, I carried around, and you, I think you know this if you remember, I carried around a great deal of pain mm -hmm. uh, and anger mm -hmm. around that, that whole mm -hmm. deal. And I carried it around with me for all of very, for, for till now. Mm -hmm. um, and because I was heard and I was seen and mm -hmm. I was empathized with mm -hmm. and by 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 some really nice people that were that were caring um i was able to let that go and mm -hmm. it took what is it? it took 15 years to let that mm -hmm. go so i know that there are people that it's that it holds people back for their entire lives mm -hmm. uh, unless they're willing to come to someone like you 
and or I would prefer they go to you because you're darn <laughs> good. But any safe space, like you said, where, where there is a safe space where people are willing to hear you and see you without judgment. That is how our shame dies. It's how our anger dies. When we're willing to allow it to be seen in a safe space, when we share our stories in a safe space, where we are seen, heard, validated, that is how we begin to heal. And we all, <laughs> well, there's only one guy that I know that's ever walked the face of the earth that didn't need to heal as far as, and that would be, that would be Jesus Christ. But I, 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 other than that, everybody else has got a degree of dysfunctionality to them, don't we? Yeah. We all got our human stuff. Like humans are messy creatures. <laughs> we are just, we're, yeah. we're messy creatures. Our emotions are messy and our bodies are messy and our minds are messy. We're very messy, but we're beautiful like we're absolutely beautiful and one of my one of my clients recently he's like melody i'm starting to wonder if doing my healing work is really just about accepting my humanness i'm like ooh that's powerful that's deep. It's powerful because when we accept our humanness when we can stop judging criticizing beating ourselves up for being human and instead say <laughs> That was pretty human of me. Okay, let me check in with my higher self. Let me check in with my soul and see if I want to shift or align something differently rather than beating ourselves down for just the human messiness that we are. We have a much better experience. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And then every session that I had with you, I left feeling just so, so, so much better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, MelanieLinton.com is where you go to find out all about her. She's got a couple of songs that are there that I would I would love for you to hear. Uh, we won't play them here because we don't really have a great deal of time. But uh, they were they were inspired for you, and they came through, and they and it was important that that you that you experience that. And then, there again, it's that experience thing. Hmm. Yes. Allowing ourselves to experience new things, to venture into new territory. I am also so amazed every time someone is vulnerable enough to reach out to me or to another private practice coach um, to be able to say, hey, I want to come and bear my soul. Are you willing to hold space for me? <laughs> like it's, it's a big deal to show up and let ourselves be seen, right? I had a client call me a few years ago now. And well, she wasn't a client yet. She was a potential client. And I said, well, you know, how did you come to, to give me a call? Where did you find my name? She's like, I looked you up on Google and I visited your website. And in your, in your video, you said, I love you. She's like, and for some reason, I believed you. <laughs> and that, like, it just made my heart so happy because I do feel so much love for everyone that I hold space with, for everyone that I share my work with, whether that's my courses, my books, private sessions, my music now. It is amazing to me how much love I feel for all you messy humans <laughs> and myself. <laughs> um, my human self still gets stuck in my ego and, and judgments and pride sometimes, but there's this awesome thing that happens when I 
step into myself as Jyoti Ma, which is my spiritual name and, and where I try to operate from when I'm working with clients, um, I just connect with love. And it's such a, such a wonderful blessing to be able to hold such love for everyone that I'm working with or channeling energy to. Does it drain you or does it uplift you? <laughs> well, the first three or four months that I was in private practice, my clients would come, you know, and they would leave feeling amazing. And I would spend like days curled up in the corner, <laughs> like trying to recover. And then I was like, this is not going to work for me very long. And I started learning about energetic boundaries. And I started learning how to channel love from the divine source rather than giving away my own energy, which is something that I want everyone on the planet to learn. So I highly recommend my energetic boundaries course, uh, because when we are loving and serving and giving like our own energy away, we're going to be exhausted, drained, and we're not going to make as positive an impact on the people that we're serving. If instead we keep ourselves full and balanced and in a place of love, and we simply channel from source energy that is unlimited, has an unlimited supply, then we can bless everybody on the planet and feel amazing and not get drained. I find the same thing when I talk to somebody on a podcast or on the radio show who is like you, mm -hmm. very uplifting. It will, I will not, sometimes if it's difficult, a difficult interview, I, I can be drained, but a lot mm -hmm. of, most of the time, mm -hmm. I'm just totally uplifted. Mm. And, and I feel just, just, that's one of the reasons why I do it. It's kind of like a, you know, it's my, it's, it's my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. We want to do the things that leave us feeling full. Right. We want to offer ourselves to the world in a way that also fills up us up. It's that abundance energy. It's the giving and the receiving. And what I personally find is if I come to the end of a day or an end of a session and I'm drained, I stepped into a place of ego, pride or fear. So like that ego self is like, oh, no, I'm now responsible to fix or heal this person. Oh, I'm responsible to take on this burden rather than. I'm not responsible for any of that, but what I want to do is channel love to them. What I want to do is hold space for them. So if we, if we start to take on energy that really isn't ours to take on, we start to take on responsibility that isn't ours to take on, we start to judge things, then we know that we're stepping, uh, our, our boundaries are getting murky and we're going to be affected in ways that are heavier and leave us more drained. And so even, you know, in myself, I'm regularly checking, you know, where am I operating from, from that ego place, from a fear place, or am I actually balanced and in a place of, of channeling light, channeling love? How long does it take to get to know the different places that you operate from, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be ego or from fear or from mm -hmm. love? Mm -hmm. that, that, that's a skill all by itself, I would think. It is a skill all by itself. The more opportunities we give ourselves to hang out in the love space, the more quickly we recognize when we're not there. So daily spiritual practices, uh, whether that's prayer, meditation, one of my favorites is chanting mantras. If we, we, if we have these practices in place where we get to feel the lifted vibration more and more regularly, 
then throughout the day, we start to recognize when we're not there. Where a lot of people on the planet, myself included, for a long time, we, we were vibrating at a different place where maybe we stay in a place of mild depression. Maybe we stay in a place of anxiety. We might stay in a place of just feeling kind of nah or numb. We don't really recognize that we're there because it's just common for us. So the more we can give ourselves the opportunity of reminding our energy, nope, this is where I want to be. This actually feels better. This feels really yummy. I want to hang out in the love. Then we start to notice, oh, snap. Like in that moment, I was critical of my child and I, I pulled myself out of the love space. We can recognize it and correct it more quickly. So I would say a, a daily spiritual practice is one of the best ways for us to support ourselves in staying in a higher vibrational energy and recognizing more and more and more quickly um, that we're not there so that we can correct it more quickly as well. And if we stay in a higher vibrational space, we provide energy. And I guess it, I, well, I'm a little confused about that. Uh, if we stay in a positive space, I found that when I am in a real positive place and I'm happy and talking to people and smiling at people mm -hmm. and when they're getting on the bus and stuff, it actually uplifts me. Is that because uh, my I'm, I'm gaining energy or what? what is going on with that? Why is it that way? When we are channeling that so when we're in that good place we're in that higher vibrational energy and then we're channeling it out to others they can't help but be lifted as well and so the energy around us also begins to lift and that makes it easier <laughs> to stay in that higher vibrational space there's also that giving and receiving so it's not that we're giving away our own energy but there's this continual flow so i'm releasing and receiving and releasing and receiving and releasing and receiving um, continually. So it's a, an energy of abundance rather than there's only so much love. So I'm going to give it to this person, but not this person. There's only so much energy. So I'm going to offer it here, but not here. It's that allowing of abundant love, the allowing of abundant flow that helps us stay uh, higher. Because because there is unlimited energy, unlimited flow that we can tap into. Absolutely. And you know it's interesting. Uh, I like I said, I many times I I drove a bus for twelve years, and mm -hmm. and I could dictate the energy on that bus by my attitude, one oh, way or the other. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like the power we have as a mother, as a parent. You know, we have power to shift the energy of our home, of our workspace, of wherever we walk into. And when we learn to wield that power, then we get to influence the world around us. When we don't understand that power, the world around us influences us instead. So we walk into a toxic environment <laughs> and then suddenly we become toxic. But if instead it's like, oh, I'm headed into an environment that I know often has a lot of toxicity. I'm going to shield. I'm going to blue myself up. I'm going to repeat my mantras. And when I walk in there, I'm intentionally like bringing my bubble of light and sharing some of that light out. Then I'm not going to be weighed down by that energy in the same way. Now, we're also human. So our, our spirit and our soul can do so much. But then it will also say, okay, human self, go take a nap. 
human self, you can be there for an hour and then you're going to be maxed out and your shield's going to start to pop. Like we also want to pay attention to our physical and human limitations and not in a negative way, not a critical way, but in a loving way. Like this is how much my human has capacity for today, my human self. Okay, I'm going to honor that and listen to that. Listening is a also another lost art in our society, but it is really a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's one of the best ways that we have to help ourselves stay in a place of love is to listen more closely, more carefully, and to respond not as quickly. I find that instead of doing that, a lot of us spend time when somebody else is talking to us, thinking of our response while they're talking mm -hmm. and you don't listen to what they're saying because you're formulating your response. Mm -hmm. And so you end up miscommunicating. Which is another ego place, right? If we're so preoccupied trying to think, what am I going to say? I need to be right. I need to prove my point. Right? That's keeping us away from love and, and in our ego. So it's just another gentle shift. I'm going to listen fully. And I can give myself some time to process, and then I can respond in whatever way is most loving or helpful to the situation. You know, I could tell you, I could talk to you all day long because <laughs> you you are so gifted at what you do. Mm -hmm. But let's go, let's go through. Uh, if somebody wants to contact you, how do they do it? Sure. Uh, one best way is to visit my website, healingforlifewa.com. Another thing that I offer right now is within the Insight Timer app which is a wonderful free app that you can download. I go live every day for chanting mantra. So every morning for 30 minutes, we do a practice. We pull mantras from different spiritual traditions and we sing and we lift our vibration. I would welcome anyone and everyone to join me there. I also offer different online courses. People can access those courses through my website or through Insight Timer. And I'm offering yoga a couple times a week here in Federal Way, Washington, which is fabulous. Uh, we've got, I've got an upcoming retreat in August. I've got a few spaces left. I'm so excited. It's seven months away, but it is filling up and I'm excited, uh, looking forward to that very much. That will also be here in Federal Way. And private sessions. I've got some limited space available for private sessions. So a nice way to begin is in my courses, in my live streams, in my classes, and then get on uh, for private sessions on my calendar as well. And you can do Zoom, right? So they can do it from yeah. anywhere. Yeah. I, I'm Even just today, I met with someone in Italy and someone in Australia and someone in Montana. <laughs> so... <laughs> Isn't, you know, the, the COVID experientially COVID has been bad for everybody, but for people to use zoom in a positive way, mm -hmm. it really is allowing you to impact a lot more people. Yeah. With, with COVID again, it's one of those things. I don't want to label it bad or negative COVID is it's what we're experiencing as a society right now. And we can allow for ourselves to grow and to receive the gifts through it. It's not something that any of us would consciously choose, right? Yay, let's have a pandemic. But if it's here and it's yes, what we're experiencing, not. let's ask to find the gifts. The jewel is in the lotus. Oh, many Padme whom. You are incredible, young lady. I'm mm -hmm. going to honor our commitment and I'm going to let you go because you've got 
places you have to be and things you have to do. So, but if you'll wait right there for just a second, I'll be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of kmmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named kmmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great, positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other, because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.